1: Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we are going to interview one of the partners of a firm called Ready for Next, or RFN for short. RFN specializes in education and advisory services for business owners and advisors from across the globe. Today's hot topic is on contingency planning for business owners. But first, we'll hear from our show sponsors, JAKCPAs and Sunbelt Business Advisors. Many business owners planning a business transition feel overwhelmed and don't know where to begin. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knudsen & Company, can guide you to make sense of the numbers and tax pieces of your transition. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we have assisted many companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business successfully takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com
0: you wouldn't go deep-sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at SunbeltMinnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Cindy Reed Shelton, who is a partner, co-founder, and advisor for the Ready for Next brand of companies. Cindy, welcome to Poise for Exit.
2: Thanks, Julie.
1: Nice to be here. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful to have you. And like I said, in the show opener, we are going to be talking about contingency planning for business owners. That is a super hot topic. It's kind of taken center stage these days with, you know, the unpredictableness of the world. And, you know, it's really important Mm -hmm. for everybody, but especially for businesses. And we're going to talk about that before we do. um, I'd really like to just hear a little bit about you and about your background and how you got into being an advisor. How I got
2: into it, well, that is a long story, but I can tell you that for the past 30 years, I've been working closely with financial advisors, wealth advisors, consultants, mm-hmm. anybody and everybody you could think of that surrounds the, um, or is part of the ecosystem um, that surrounds the business owner. So mm-hmm. the various professionals, you can imagine, you know, all the accountants and lawyers, I've worked very closely and collaborated with them and have uh, been working with business owners predominantly on their complex planning needs. So whether that be, you know, their wealth strategies or their risk management strategies or their succession planning and transition planning strategies. Mm -hmm. And I've also advised and and kind of coached a lot of advisors in that space. Mm -hmm. Predominantly in the last 10 years have taken more of that coaching and mentoring role uh, to help the advisors that are advising the business owners to be successful in all of those endeavors.
1: And so maybe we could go into the mission of ready for next um, and, and just tell our listeners, what is ready for next all about?
2: Okay. Well, ready for next is the company that um, my partners and I founded a few years ago. It's actually a combination of our individual companies. And we came together a bunch of like-minded individuals that really care and are concentrated or are concentrating our efforts on exactly what I just described, helping to um, change the success rates of business owners that are looking to grow the values of their company, as well as protect them, mitigate risk, and transition successfully out of those businesses when the time is appropriate. Mm -hmm. And we have found that our collective intelligence is better and stronger together than individually, so we came together and formed uh, the Ready for Next group of companies, of which has three different divisions, yes. one that predominantly is client-facing. We do one-on-one work with owners, so that's our advisory group. We have a large contingency of advisors that do this underlying work directly one-on-one with our owner, uh, our owners, and then we have our academy, and our academy is a learning portal that um, helps to boost the for so the academic and the technical side, both for owners as well as for advisors that support those owners. So yes. we do a lot of teaching and a lot of coaching, a lot of mentoring through the academy. Mm-hmm. And then our cities um, division is working on the ground with the economic development people, with communities, with cities, with states and provinces to try and again, improve the success factors and the success rates of owners that are trying to transition, um, grow their companies, but also transition mm-hmm. to the next group of owners because we know that the rates, and I know you know this off the top of your head and, and maybe your listeners are sick of hearing it, but the success rate, the percentages of successful transitions is still very, very low. Even the amount of planning that owners do is extremely low. So yeah. we're trying to change that. Our yeah. overall mission is to improve the outcome for 10,000 owners over the next five years. So it's a big, it's a big lift.
1: I love that goal. 10,000 owners in five (laughs) years. I I, honestly, I I believe that, that RFN can do that. You have, you have assembled um, a consortium of, of amazing experts and, and they're not like, I mean they're they're the kind of people and I I'm affiliated, right? So I get to meet with you guys and talk to you and we collaborate which is awesome. But yes. but they're the kind of people that you could you could have uh, lunch with you could watch a ball game with and then you could also help them or work with them to run your company to improve your company to or help, a fun bunch help of you nerds. with yeah i love <laughs> i love the people that you've assembled they're really awesome and so for our listeners out there Thank ready you. for next is yes the the mission of ready for next is um it's a, it's kind of a social enterprise, right, because of the impact, because yeah. of the work that you're doing, especially the CITIES program, which we're not going to talk a lot about today, but we're going to in the future. So that's something for people to look forward to. But, Cindy, let's just talk about that topic of contingency planning today and, and why would you say it's important for businesses to have one?
2: I don't think we need to look much further than the thing that's in the news every single day constantly, which is COVID-19. Right. So if you could just take and, and focus on that one item, which is a massive item, but from a pandemic standpoint, had we brought this up as a, hey, you should plan for if there's ever a pandemic, <laughs> what your company would need to do and how to respond to it. Two mm-hmm. years ago, people would have been like, yeah, yeah, don't waste my time. Right. And here we are in the midst of owners losing their workforces. Um, having disruptions to their everyday businesses due to this pandemic that they couldn't, that yes, we would have planned for, and some did have, but most would not have seen as a realistic thing to plan for, to minimize the impact on their day-to-day operations. So we don't have to look very far to see what a contingency plan, the value of it would be in Mm -hmm. Well, and I would have to say also unexpected events like natural disasters are also happening right now across the ground, like a a large swath of places Mm -hmm. in both. Like I'm in Canada, but you're in the United States and we're feeling the same effects of fires and floods and and natural disasters. So that's why you would have a contingency plan is what do you do if one of these events actually transpires?
1: Well, I mean, like you said, natural disasters, um, pandemics. There are also man-made disasters like cyber attacks, right? Um, Absolutely. Right. So when we talk about exit planning, we talk about the 5Ds, and we talk about planning to mitigate the risk, and that's what we're talking about when we talk about contingency planning, um, some of it anyway. So so let's talk about what a plan, what a contingency plan looks like. What, what should be in that plan?
2: Okay. Well, if you could look at it, as uh, what to do in the event of an emergency and then try and formulate what those have like put together a list of what are all the emergencies that I could possibly plan for or consider a true threat. So it's a bit of a contingency planning is like a form of gap analysis. Right. You're not only identifying the possible threats, but you're also looking at what the relative likelihood would be. And then you're determining how prepared you are right now versus where you would need to be to ensure that the operations of your company would continue with the minimum amount of disruption. So things that you would need to consider and things that you would need to have um, when formulating a contingency plan would a li- would be a list of potential threats. Mm-hmm. So you would need to look at, you know are they natural disasters? Are they human caused events? Mm-hmm. Are they technology failures? Yeah. So you would list all of those potential threats and you'd be the cast a wide net. You know, you need to get input from multiple people in your organization
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, in order to truly understand the impact that one of those threats might have in their, you know, in their world. Right. Um, so collect, collecting that is step number one. Number two would simply be prioritizing. And I, I say that as though it's not a big uh, endeavor. But once you've identified all the threats, Everything from power outages to the eruption of a volcano to a cyber attack, whatever those might be, you Mm -hmm. need to actually prioritize each of them. Right. And it's general likelihood. Right. So if you're on the coastline, flooding might be an issue for you. If you're in an arid region, you might be like, I don't need to prepare for flooding. I need to deal with a sandstorm. So you prioritize those potential threats. Um, And then, of course, you have to formulate what your responses would be. You you have three broad categories. What could be the threat? What's the likelihood of the threat or the probability of the occurrence? And then what would I need to do if one of these things were to transpire?
1: And then I would think you'd also have to assess how prepared you are currently, like say, for instance, if we're talking about a cyber attack, you know, how updated are your systems? How strong is your firewall, your malware? Uh, Do you have someone who's constantly got their eyes and ears on that? Do you have a good service contract with your IT uh, company? Those kinds of things, right?
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there are different types of threats also that you can actually plan your next steps and, and what your measures might be to deal with it. And there's some that you can offload or mitigate mm-hmm. by way of farming it out, you know, like having a consultant that would deal with it or having insurance that might be able to, um, you know, provide resources to be able to deal with it to, to minimize the risk or the impact yeah. of, of the likelihood of a risk.
1: Exactly. So there,
2: you, you need to look at all of those things.
1: You, you Definitely. And I think, boy, there are so many ways that we could dissect this topic. Uh, But I think hitting it at a high level, you know, today is probably all we're going to get done. Um, I think that what we're trying to do here, obviously, is just to get the attention of the folks who are listening to this episode about how important it is to have something in place. And let's face it. There are a myriad of companies out there in Canada and the United States and everywhere else that are owner, right? small, privately held companies that are owner-dependent, and they don't necessarily even have to be small. I've worked with plenty lower middle market and middle market companies where they also were owner-dependent. It just never changed, right? And so when you combine a a lack of contingency planning with owner-dependency, you kind of got a recipe for disaster, right? Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, so when you've got an owner-dependent company, sometimes you may have a different perception from the owner, the staff that work there, and I'm, what I mean by that is the owner may not feel as though their company is owner-dependent than if you were to survey the employees and say, let's pretend yesterday owner A got, you know, met with their fate, whatever that looked like. Mm-hmm. How comfortable are you coming to work and operating as per usual without their guidance or without their input or without their, you know, steering the ship. And you'll get a very different opinion depending on who you ask within an organization. But if you could fathom, and it's very, very unfortunate, we were dealing with a number of middle market companies that one of, uh, one of our client engagements last year, the owner succumbed to COVID.
1: Mm. And,
2: They were the individual that was, you know, spearheading their transition planning, retirement planning, whatever you want to call that into Mm -hmm. the next phase of their life. And it, it pretty much fell apart and the staff was lost as to where do we go now? How do we pick up this ball and run? Now, a contingency plan would be that if in the event of this, so if the owner were to die or become disabled or be stranded on a cruise ship for five weeks, you know, like who knows what COVID did to people? Oh,
1: gosh! What yeah. would you do next? Right. How
2: do you continue to operate without the company going under? And it would be giving them those instructions so that you would be, yes, uh, the the company itself would be able to continue to function mm-hmm. without panic. You would have simple instructions and people would have this roadmap of, okay, here's how we deal with this. And here's the things we need to put into action immediately. Here's who needs to step up. Here's who we have to inform. Mm -hmm. So you've got an instruction manual, for lack of a better way to put it, for the event that may happen. And when you've got Mm -hmm. owner-dependent companies, a lot of people leave that, all the decision-making in the hands of the owner and aren't aware of, like, where do I go and find all of these? Necessary documents, or mm-hmm. uh, how do I continue on with the relationships, et cetera. So mm-hmm. You're basically taking all of that panic away and giving them a a how-to manual in the event that that owner isn't available.
1: Well, plus, short term or permanently. You know, let's let's assume that many of those uh, survivors, employees, stakeholders. Have, mm-hmm. an, have an have an allegiance, a, a loyalty to the owner, a relationship. And they're going through a mourning process, just like the family would be Absolutely. if something happened. And so we're doing something like this as business owners um, for love, right, to to protect them from having to go through all of these extra steps um, and stress while they're in the process of trying to deal with this loss. So it 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 covers there's a lot of reasons to do you know planning right this business continuity the thought of business continuity what happens if something happens and you, you can't ever safeguard against all of it. Like say, you know, we talk about the pandemic, and even the companies who had contingency planning in place and knew what the continuity plan was, still had to figure things out and still had to pivot. But they could do so probably from a more controlled, calm environment versus panic, right? And they were be, they were able to be more proactive versus reactive than the ones who had no plan at all and and maybe didn't even make it through.
2: Yeah. I agree one hundred percent. And if, if we could draw a parallel, not that I'm trying well, actually I wouldn't mind if somebody was to get off their, you know, chair and, and call their lawyer immediately, but it's similar to if you could imagine leaving your final arrangements up in the air.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: if you could imagine not having a will or even in your will not specifying what you would like to have as your um do you want a funeral? Do you want to be cremated? Do you mm-hmm. want to be planted upside down and have a tree named after you? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that is though, shouldn't be left on the person that's holding the decision-making bag.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Like that person, I'm assuming is close enough to you that they are like you just described going through the process as a person that's suffering loss mm-hmm. and maybe a crisis to them. And you've offloaded your responsibility onto them to make these decisions when you could have completely avoided that level of anxiety and discomfort that somebody might need to make a decision that they're going to not know concretely if they need the right one or not. You can take all of that away. Yes. Having a contingency plan or having whatever your last wish is mm-hmm. um, in the event of a premature death or even you know normal life expectancy, whatever that looks like, people get to then do uh, their day-to-day job in the state that they would be in, like in your in the con- contingency planning world, the employees show up and they've got a well-formulated plan of attack. Yes. They're not standing around uncertain, also grieving or mourning or panic-stricken. Like they're dealing with the crisis in the moment. Mm-hmm. So to have a plan, it takes an awful lot of that uncertainty and that anxiety away, which is a very necessary thing to have to keep your business running because these people do depend on it probably rather likelihood. Of course. So it's not just a selfless act, but it's a kindness to right. not put it on their shoulders and hope that they're able to, to carry that duty.
1: Well, and if your goal is to leave a legacy and you want the business to continue after you're gone, then having things like that set up will safeguard that a little bit better, correct?
2: I would imagine a mm-hmm. lot, yes. Mm-hmm. Because without without
1: knowing how to carry on, how does one? Well, it reminds me of, remember when, okay, so you, just for the listeners background here, um, Cindy and I have both gone through the Exit Planning Institute SEPA program. So we're both certified Exit Planning Advisors. Cindy and I met each other through some events through EPI. And um, Cindy, I think you and I were together for a summit one year when one of the speakers talked about Contingency planning, and she was a uh, uh, successor to a family business, but not because she wanted to be, but because her dad died, and she was the one in control the very next day, and she had no idea what his wishes yep. were, and she didn't know how to run the company. She was in a, a sales role, um, so it was super traumatic for her, and I just remember that story and how it impacted you know, me in thinking about, wow, you know, we really do have to help our clients think through these things. Um, so anyway, that's what it reminds me of, but next question, I got a couple more questions for you before we wrap up here. Let's just talk about real quick, who should be involved in this contingency planning?
2: Right. Well, I would say every level of management at the very least. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing like depending on the size of your company input from all levels within your organization so everyone from senior level executives frontline workers they're they're critical uh to developing or adding input uh mm-hmm. when developing this type of a plan. So it can't be isolated and left to one department um or even one person that would be even more problematic due to the scope And you know, processes, money, personnel involved in all the recovery efforts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have to have like a cross-functional team um, Mm -hmm. to be able to get the actionable input from a variety of organizational perspectives. Mm -hmm. Because the crisis may impact different individuals or different parts of your company very differently. And you'll also need to know and define the key responsibilities. So if you're giving somebody a responsibility that isn't part of the discussions. That's not the time for them to find
1: out that they own, (laughs) you know, a certain part of the plan is when it's triggered. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Let's give them a heads up for sure. Well, brilliant. I love that uh, cross-functional team makes total sense. So how often would you say that something like this should be updated then?
2: Well, if you can imagine technology and how fast it changes, and it's hard to keep up with that, a contingency plan should be reviewed and updated fairly regularly if it's going to continue to be useful and credible. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you look at operational changes or even personnel changes, if you take that into account, you need to reassess risks. If, in fact, you're putting a a brand new um, department in, or you've had a lot of turnover and the people that were those individuals with those key responsibilities in the event that a, you know, an element of the plan had to be enacted and that person doesn't occupy that space anymore. You need to be reviewing it. Um, when new employees join your organization, providing them with a copy of the plan as part of their induction into the company so that they're familiar with it and know what to do if there's a problem, that's also, especially if they're in a key role, uh, that, that would be a time uh, when you would want to bring it out and, and have a look at it, reassess whether or not the risks have changed, update it, especially for relevant technology. That one is just an easy thing. If you have mm-hmm. a sweeping change in the technology that you use, never mind what's available on the wide market, like cyber security threats, people are just getting smarter and able to do things yes. faster with I don't know, flying over your business pretty soon, they'll have all of the information they need. They don't even have to get close. But yeah. keeping yeah. keeping your plan updated is always a good thing. And then, of course, mm-hmm. keeping a digital version of it in the cloud or storing physical copies that are off-site. Yes. And then making sure that those are updated are all um, super important elements. No different than if you were to update your will. Right. If you were to be you know, married or divorced or widowed, or you had one child, now you've got 10 Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever those major life events, your business has life events. right? So when you have sort of a major event, it's always a good thing to pull it out and say, Hey, is this covered? Or should we be updating it?
1: Wonderful advice. Long answer
2: to a short question.
1: (laughs) No, that, that was a great answer to that question. I'm really glad that we talked about it because it is super important. And, I don't know that a lot of business owners really think about the update, the business life events, because, you know, they figure, well, I've got it set up and, and we should be good. And, <laughs> and, and updating is important, just like estate planning, but we won't go there right now because we don't have time. Anyway, that's a conversation for another well, time, it's, Cindy. It's a
2: simple <laughs> thing to, it's a, sorry, yeah, it's a simple yeah. thing to think that if you've know, if you've mentioned somebody or noted somebody in your contingency plan, that's your next, your successor. Yeah. And that person's not there anymore. That's probably a really you know important name insert into this box. New person that would take over the helm. Yeah. So there's there's different things in the evolution of a business that would warrant it being vested off and rebought and reviewed. It should be a living, breathing document, not mm-hmm. an artifact.
1: Yes. And so, is there like if if, if folks were going to go to the Ready for Next website, are there resources on the Ready for Next website for business owners to? utilize? Is there, a, do you have any templates or tools or anything like that, that people can um, download?
2: Oh, absolutely. Our academy is, is um, where you would read, well, you've got all different blogs, you've got all sorts of different resources. So you can yes. access any one of the divisions and, and be able to tap into the resources that are in each of them. So the ready for com is our okay. main portal. And then you can branch off from there and find a lot of useful tools and trips, uh, tips and Wonderful. And um, okay. either assessments or even courses that you can take in regards to these.
1: Fantastic. Different so, topics
2: that we're always talking about.
1: And, and so there's our action item for the show, readyfornext.com. Um, the listeners out there can go to that site and then they can kind of drive around, see what you guys have got to offer. I know there's a lot there, lots of content. I love being affiliated with you guys. You're a wonderful group of people, super professional, um, super expertise. Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. We're we're up to doing great things. And for our listeners out there, this episode, along with all other episodes, will of course be available for download on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you're going to see the show notes for this as well and uh, links and tags to Cindy and to her organization. You can also order a copy of the book at Poise for Exit. Please do share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. We really appreciate your follows and your reviews and your comments, and hopefully we'll, you'll be able to join us next time.